Hello, I am Avi Rupadhyay from Awesome Parenting, and uh, in this podcast, or uh, it's a series of podcasts, I am going to talk on a topic of uh, kids cooperation. And in the first uh, podcast, I talked uh, of uh, techniques which parents are using, and most of them, in fact, uh, don't work. And these techniques we have been using for, uh, I would say, many years because we have got this technique from our parents, grandparents, elders, society. and there is kind of a deep rooted thought belief that you know this is how uh, by using this techniques you should get kids cooperation it does not work that way and things have changed what uh, says now in this era of 2020 versus maybe 20 years back 30 years back when we were kids and at that point of time or before that at that point of time things were different but now things are absolutely different right in this digital age in this uh, flat economy or in this age in which everything is so accessible by internet and media so the point is we as heart of heart want our kids to get cooperation and they should do something which you know you want them to do because that will develop them help them but uh, we don't find any ways and we adopt to the old techniques so in the first podcast i talked of uh, two techniques which do not work right and th- these are absolutely favorite of parents one is bribery that if you do homework you'll get chocolate if you uh, clean your room you'll get ice cream that's one bribery which does not work and the second one which i mentioned is sarcasm that um, if you don't clean your room i mean your room is so dirty uh, not even a pig will come or uh, your is room is absolutely stinking even a fly or even a friend would not come to and pop in and spend time with you so those things do not work right So in this podcast, which is uh, series two, I am going to discuss another two uh, techniques which parents use and they do not work. And why I am highlighting this to you in the podcast is because many times our intentions are genuine, are absolutely right. That kids should cooperate, kids should develop good habits. But in doing that, we try to adopt something which does not work. And these techniques have been age-old, and we need to be aware of it that they were working at one point of time, maybe. but they do not work now correct so i am talking of two techniques here one is which is called as threatening threatening again is a very popular uh, technique used by parents and the same example it's a 6 year old child the room is dirty toys are there on the room and uh, books toys paints color and everything is on the is littered absolutely on the floor and you want the child to clean the room keep toys in the proper form and uh, the the way you would use this technique of threatening is you know that you'll tell your kid that i'm telling you repeatedly again and again but still you seem to absolutely not understand if you do not clean the room in next one hour then you had it you will face the music correct so the point is the the parent is trying to tell that if you do not do this by this time one hour i'll i'll you'll see what i'm going to do i'm going to do and you'll face the music i'll face the music and um, the 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 threatening part can be that i'll i'll completely close the room close the door keep the toys away the point is when you threaten something you are actually not trying to inculcate anything else i hope you are getting me when i am telling that parents try to threaten right and if you look at one more example in terms of you have kind of a teenage teenager and uh, 
teenager is you you wanting them to do household chores activities they're not doing it in spite of you telling them though you may threaten that if you do not do household work i'm going to completely stop tv television for next one week you're threatening so you know you know and of six year old child you're telling that you lock the room or you face the music if you do not uh, keep things right or in case of a teenager you are trying to tell that if you do not do it i'll completely switch off the tv for one week so this is threatening now why threatening does not work is for obvious reason because the moment you threaten you are trying to completely uh, establish and dominate and prove your authority you are taking away the freedom from the child with the child think he, uh, he or she is entitled to just imagine if you are a child uh, imagine yourself in being in the shoes of the child and you are being told that if you do not clean the room i'll lock the room or if you do not do household work i'll uh, completely stop the tv so what happens in this case is that you feel threatened you feel that somebody is unnecessarily trying to uh, tell about the authority about the power in the house and you are completely taking away that freedom to watch the tv or or to play toys in the room once again correct so threatening does not help and we always feel threatening very easy to adopt because you anyway are a parent you have an authority in the home and that authority you want to use it effortlessly but the point is the child does not actually do it in the way in which you want to do because by threatening the child feels the hell with it i am going to do what i want to do i will not cooperate i will not clean the room i will not do anything else so in that case you are back to square one in which there is no there is no cooperation there is no cooperation so threatening does not work and this again is very popularly used by parents to threaten the child and get cooperation and they feel that oh my my room will be locked for one week or i'll not be able to see tv for one week or my room Uh, will be completely closed and i'll not be able to play toys then i better do it right so threatening may work sometimes but it does not work because obviously there is no change there is no change in the behavior which is causing it right so it it, it does not work threatening the the second one which uh, i want to discuss is again the fourth one which is laying down the guilt like you play the guilty card the guilty card is like this the same example i'd like to quote for continuity is that your child has a lot of toys and uh, books littered on the floor and not really cleaning the room and here you tell your child that uh, you know you don't absolutely care about the toys you have and absolutely you are careless uh, careless child you know that even there are children there are kids who do not have even Uh, you know don't get food to eat they do not have toys to play they do not have color pencils they do not have brushes colors crayons all that maybe you should learn from them and try to understand and that's that you know that that's why you are trying to play the guilty card in which you are trying to tell that there are much more lesser privileged people who do not get to have food they do not have uh, uh, toys to play or you know books to read or colors to use you try to use that guilt and the child may feel that oh my god there are there are kids who do not get food to eat there are kids who do not uh, get toys to play and and uh, you know you feel and the example of teenager which is there like your child is not teenager is not doing household chores and you want him or her to do it how the guilt uh, you know technique is used 
and the technique is um, you know you're telling to your child uh, you know that children younger than your age who are able to cook and clean the house on a regular basis they are far better than them you are just imagine someone who is 3 to 4 years uh, younger than you is able to do at 8 9 years of age able to clean the house cook the food do lot of things you are not doing anything of this so when you look at this example of uh, the guilt so the guilt factor is being played that there are there are lesser privileged children who do not get toys to play colors to use there are there are younger children who are doing it you are not doing it so we expect that by by children listening to these thing they will feel so guilty so depressed and uh, honestly not so good you know and they would change the behavior that is our thought process we think that by by being uh, guilty playing the guilty part they will not uh, you know they in fact they would change the behavior so but in, in these two techniques also which i mentioned threatening and uh, playing the guilty card you know, you, you show that guilt uh, that the child will really uh, feel that i need to do because i am threatened i need to do it because in both the cases ultimately the self esteem is sabotaged the self esteem is destroyed you are being threatening using a power and this and you are also trying to tell the child that uh, you are worthless useless because someone younger than your age or someone less privileged has the benefits has the benefit so when you play that card guilty it does not feel very nice for a child right it does not feel child so these two techniques do not work in the next podcast i am going to talk on another two uh, techniques right and um, i am mahavir upadhyay from awesome parenting and i'm here to help 1 lakh parents to bond and engage better with kids and give the best values and skill it is each and every parents wish and desire that give the they give their best and i want to help parents listen to my podcast you'll definitely see a lot of uh, very nice insights nuggets of practical tips also visit my website www.awesomeprinting.in and we can connect also uh, you can uh, you can go through website and uh, look at the let's connect button and we can connect on on a session like this right and thank you for listening to me i appreciate your time i hope everyone is fine and healthy at your home and uh, let's connect in the next podcast on another two techniques which really don't work in terms of uh, parenting uh and we trying to do it to get kids cooperation right i hope you find my last two podcast uh, quite enjoyable and quite relevant right see you bye bye take care